You're listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. We're talking about the first episode of Killjoys Season 5, Run Yellow Run. While we will talk about anything and everything from that episode, there won't be any spoilers for future episodes. So let's get started with our reviews. Let me just say it is so good to be back in the world of Killjoys. Even even if that world itself is all topsy-turvy, <laughs> my dad has not been watching the show. He was like, oh, I'm going to sit and watch the first episode with you. I, he didn't <laughs> last long. <laughs> and also, at the first break, I, I turned to him and I'm like, yeah, in case you were wondering, the villain of the show has rewritten reality. And my dad just kind of gave me this look of, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that is that is the situation we find ourselves in. And... You know, not surprisingly, they, they picked up there. Also, not surprisingly, Dutch figures out what's going on before too long, because she's Dutch. And uh, this was supposed to be a quick review, but I'm recapping, which I shouldn't do. So can we talk about how everybody has a crush on Dutch? Because everybody's got a crush on Dutch, which <sighs> is reasonable. It's, it's a perfectly totally reasonable valid. response. Yes. Other things I wanted to mention... Because just, like, things that brought me joy. This is not a quick review. This is things that brought me joy. Pre's hair. <laughs> oh, yes. Yay. I was, wow. I was like, the facial hair, the hair. I, I didn't recognize him at first. It took me a second. It took me a, a second also. It was just kind of like, I think that's Pre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, we've got Zeph saving the day again. Stinky Zeph. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> also with the crush on Dutch, because obviously. <laughs> Although I think maybe more explicitly than uh, we've seen in previous seasons, correct? Yeah, yeah, I thought that was fun. I'm all, huh, she seems a little more really into her, huh? <laughs> maybe without that pretense of, of being a killjoy, mm. truths are just bound to come out, I guess. I don't know. Also things that I enjoyed that brought me joy. Frickin' Delsea. <laughs> Her Stepping out like a spectacular, like a, like a. I mean, she she looked like she was Dutch for a second. I know, I, which I think is probably what they were going for. I know the way that shot was designed. I was all, oh, it was very cool. And like, look at her, you go, Delsea. And uh, I don't, I don't know that I have other. I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited about the season. I am excited to be watching new Killjoys episodes again. Mm -hmm. It's been a rough year. <laughs> so this is all very exciting for me. I'm very, I'm very pleased. What do you think, Annie? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. And I just, I really, I really realized how much I miss the humor of Killjoys. Even if they're in this dire situation where Dutch realizes she's like, we've lost. And... I'm like, yeah, but still, it's so fun exploring everybody in this alternate world with, like, the horror of Dutch and Johnny realizing, wait, we're not supposed to be kissing. Ew, this is wrong. <laughs> and stinky. Except Johnny never really did realize that. That's true. That's true. And Stinky Zeph, fabulous-haired Pre. I love the fact that he's a full-blown killjoy. That was surprising. Yeah. And Delsea, I did love that shot where it's, the shot goes with the bullet and with the knife. And I was like, oh, that is cool. That's very much, again, seems like a Dutch type shot. But mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do wonder how Dutch is going to get out of this one and wake everybody up when uh, the rain keeps coming down and everybody's after her. And poor Zeph, someone's got to save her. Yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah. So who left the box for Dutch to kickstart her real memory jog? That is jog? a good question. And where did Klein come from at the end? Because I was I like... I was wondering that too, because he's, he's back to his normal hair color. So there's an implication, at least, that this is the so-called real world. Yeah. But I was like, Les, wasn't he still in the green? But has the lady captured him somehow? I mean, he was exclusively in the green, as far as we knew. Yeah. Unless they somehow managed to reanimate his body or something, mm-hmm. or generate a new one for him. I don't know. Yeah. Which I guess would be possible. Oh, no, wait. I just solved my own... I answered my own question. Because that was the whole thing, was that Anila can pull memories out of the green. Mm-hmm. And that was the information they were trying to keep from the lady, but now the lady has that information. And so they could have just pulled Klein out of the green, the green space. True. And, yeah, no mention of Anila, so I'm I'm concerned about her. Well, there was mention of her, and we did hear her voice. Yeah. But yeah, exactly where it is that she's existing right now, we don't know. Although I'm kind of wondering. I don't know that this is where it's going to go. But I think I had maybe floated the idea earlier of of Dutch and Anila possibly ending up in the same body. Huh. I still wonder if maybe that's how things are going to go in season five. Okay. Did I ever voice that that theory? I can't remember anymore. I don't know. I don't remember. But that would be interesting. I think at the end of season three, that was that was where my mind had gone. Boy, how confusing would that be? Well, it'd be really uh, crowded in there. <laughs> but it'd be really fun to watch Hannah John come and play that. I mean, it's one thing to watch Anila in Duchess body or vice versa. But both in the body at the same time, I think there'd be a lot of arguments yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, even if they're both working towards a common goal now, but still, they have such a history. And just different approaches to things. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the setup of Davin the Killjoy having a warrant for Jack? Well, I think that's part of the lady's setup for him to get to Jack. But I did, I did like that note of that little smile that... Dutch had when Jack and Delsea got away because that was like, oh, yeah, that means you're getting away from the lady, so hopefully they'll keep eluding her. And I'm wondering how they know, how Jack knows what's going on, and how Delsea knows what's going on. What the, what the real reality is. Maybe because they weren't in Old Town and they weren't being rained on? Right. And, yeah. That is certainly the implication. My question is, why do they need Dutch's DNA and fingerprints? Mm. Something to do with getting Anila out of the green, maybe? I suppose that could be. Or maybe maybe they'll just create uh, another Dutch clone type thing. But Dutch isn't a clone, and That's Klein true. isn't a clone either. I, I'm pretty sure Klein's a memory. It's memory Klein. Okay. So you're thinking they're going to go pull Anila out of the green space? Yeah. Suppose that could be. Maybe they're trying to get into one of the mirror boxes or something. Oh yeah, that's right. Since 
Dutch was the only one who could get into those. I don't know. How do you think they're going to get everybody to remember what the real reality is? Since everybody's after Dutch, they might be stuck there for a little bit. This is true. I guess the solutions are either Dutch could try to lead them off. Well, I was going to say off world, but really even just out of Old Town, possibly. We're not sure where all the terraforming is happening. But I suppose if they were to follow her, which it seems like they would, you know, they being the ladies people would try and keep that from happening. But that would be a way to stop the mind wiping, at least. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned the terraforming. What's going on with that? But yet when they were talking about the terraforming, they were very specifically saying, yes, it's been terraformed for humans. So I guess it's being terraformed for Holland or whatever the ladies people are. Yeah, because what was in that little cube thing when the guy's like, oh, you want to look? And it looked very, I don't know, it didn't quite look like anything that we'd seen before. In terms yeah, of the green or in terms of Holland. Yeah, I'm not sure what those things are. I keep thinking the ladies introducing an element that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we don't know what the lady, what the lady's species looks like either. Mm-hmm. Although I think she did call them all more primitive than she was, right? Yeah. Hey everyone, it's Stephanie. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to coordinate with Chris and Annie this week so that we could record all of our thoughts about the episode together. Hopefully we will be more in sync next time. However, I did want to add a little bit of my thoughts here at the end. I am coming to you from the closet of my hotel room in beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan, so forgive me if the audio quality is not the bestest I'm having to use my cell phone. I like this episode. I thought in particular there was some like quality jokes that landed really quickly that made you just really happy to be back in sort of that fun Killjoys universe. I'm never sure how these types of universe swapping episodes are going to go for me. Sometimes I really like them. Sometimes I feel like they try too hard to make everybody so different from how we know them that it gets a little eye-rolly for me. But I thought there was a good balance here where you have like a really different take on pre but you know dutch and johnny they like their personalities were still pretty similar and those relationships were there just they were shuffled around a little bit and I, personally i really appreciated that even though Garrett and Pre were not a couple in this reality they still were very clearly queer and i love it seemed like Zeph's queerness even got, like, amped up by this alternate reality. You know, they doubled down on her Dutch crush. It had been alluded to before in, I think, not particularly subtle ways, but this was even less subtle than they'd been about it before. And that made me really happy, because oftentimes you'll see characters in these sort of alternate realities have to, like, re-come out and rediscover that they're queer. So I like that our core queer characters here were still very much queer. And, you know, like Chris mentioned, this is, everybody want to make out with Dutch episode and who can blame them except for Pri and Garrett who want to make out with each other. I actually liked Pri's hair and beard. I thought he looked pretty good. Maybe more so the beard than the hair, but I actually thought Pri looked pretty good, though not as obviously as stylish as he usually is. And then like Chris and Annie were talking about, we have questions about who 
was helping Dutch was my my big one that I was left at with at the end of the episode. I'm wondering if it's Anila since we don't have a lot of information about her currently. Where is she? Is he, is she still able to pull strings wherever she's at? I kind of hope and wonder if maybe a beloved character from a past, like maybe Potter or or Hunky Monk, might reappear as being pulled out from the green and maybe helping Dutch in some regard. I know that's probably a a wild fantasy of mine, but I love those characters and it makes me sad that they are no longer with us. So I'd love to see them brought back in such a way. Zeph was definitely the star of this episode for me. I loved her so much. I thought Kelly McCormick really shined in this and she got, I felt like a really meaty role in this episode. And of course, Delsea, awesome sauce. I just... I love so much what they've done with that character. I'm very curious to see how she continues to be a little bit of a surrogate Dutch here while Dutch is maybe not at her Dutchiest. And I just am curious to see where we're going to go with this situation, given how uh, not particularly great it seems for Dutch right now. We would love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to killjoys at askgenretv.com. We love getting voice messages so, so much so that we can share them with the world because it's an audio format podcasting, but you can send those to us in a couple of ways. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us, or you can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. You can also follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at Killjoys Podcast. The Quad is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts, and right about now we'd usually tell you to go check out our website for our other podcasts, but our website is currently not functioning properly, so I'm going to try to get that fixed as soon as possible. But thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the Quad. Quad.